Welcome to the Maximum Theater Performance Podcast. This is Jose Solis. Today's episode is a two-part interview with Pedro de Leon and Zulema Clares, two actors with Repertorio Español. Part one is with Pedro, and it's in English. Part two is with Zulema, and it's in Spanish. Bienvenidos a Maximu. Mi nombre es José Solís. El episodio de hoy es una entrevista en dos partes con Pedro de León y Zulema Clares, actores miembros de Repertorio Español. La primera parte es con Pedro y es en inglés. La segunda parte es con Zulema y es en español. Pedro and Zulema are currently starring in Blindspot. The play focuses on the plight of an undocumented immigrant seeking American citizenship through serving in the Marines and how it affects the lives of those around him. This is Pedro's debut with Repertorio, but he's starring shows like that Bachelorette show and Lucy Illuminated, where he played Desi Arnaz. Enjoy the show. Pedro, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, since we're on stage right now, there's something that I, I, I just really want to ask you because I just thought about it. Is there, I mean, you're a bilingual actor, so you've acted in Spanish and English. Mm. Is there a Spanish equivalent of break a leg? Yes. Is it the same? Um, no. What, what is it? <laughs> you never say break your legs in Spanish. We use um, uh, something that comes back from, I, I believe it's French theater, and it's called, uh, in French is mier, which uh, translates to mierda right. in Spanish, <laughs> which is shit in English. And we wish uh, for a lot of shit, mucha mierda. But it comes from um, back in the days where uh, people rode their, horse, their horses to the theater. If a troop was in town, and horses were parked outside the theater, they would, you know, do their business. So if, uh, if somebody was to come into town and they saw that uh, outside the theater where the horses were kept, uh, there was a lot of shit. It means a lot of people went to the theater, so the show was good. <laughs> so we wish each, we, uh, wish each other um, mucha mierda, uh, mierda. Uh, so people, like, you know, a lot of people come to your show, and if it's good, they're going to keep coming. That's incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> so this is this is your first show with Repertorio. Mm -hmm. When did you first become aware of Repertorio Español? Um, it's funny. I lived my first year in in the city. I lived on uh, on 27th and Broadway, so just a couple avenues from here. And I would take, you know, being new to the city, I, I barely knew people here, so I walked a lot, and I wandered. A lot so I came upon just one of those walks I came upon uh, this theater and uh, I realized what it was and I didn't know about it and it came to a great point in, in, in that period of time uh, I was having a lot of trouble with language barrier especially in the school I was at I was being um, I had a hard time um, adjusting my accent to American theater and I got a lot of heat for it It was really refreshing to come upon a theater that spoke my tongue. And they did works that I could relate to just because it was my mother tongue. So it was, I, I, I remember that was about four and a half years ago. I'm like, well, they don't like me right now. They don't want me, but one day these people are. So it kind of came true. Do you remember what the first show we saw here was? Yes, it was La Nena Se Casa. And it was great. It was an incredibly funny show. And I got the chance to um, see in action one of my co-stars right now, Sandor Juan. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I still think he is the funniest guy I know. Because <laughs> he was incredible in that show. And he's even funnier in real life. He's a great guy. And I got to see him in action. He, he was incredible. So going back to the very start of your career, you were born in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how does 
you know, a boy growing up in Puerto Rico dream of being on stage in New York? Didn't happen for the boy. <laughs> the boy was uh, growing up. I always loved the arts, and I always found uh, art to be uh, kind of a refuge for myself to, to be outside of my the norm that that I that I knew. It never came across my mind that uh, I I would actually go into it as a vocation or a profession. Um, and I know it's really cliched to say that um, I didn't find art or I didn't find acting, acting found me. But in my case, when you grow up in Puerto Rico, there's a very saturated um, mindset and of, of what you should be when you grow up, what you should uh, devote all your efforts when you grow up into an, ad an adult. And that's basically limited to being a doctor, being a lawyer mm -hmm. or an engineer. That's what people will respect you for if you go for one of those uh, professions. So I tried doing uh, going into that direction and going uh, into the the square mindset of corporate life for a long time. And um, it wasn't until my last semester in college uh, where I was set to go into law school that I was like, no, this is not for me. You know, um, I really enjoy and I love and I devote devote all my free time to watching movies, to going to the theater, reading plays and books and whatnot. And I always found a fascination for the other sides of, of the industry uh, who were behind it, who wrote it, who produced it, who directed it. So I'm like, well, this is my interest. Why not pursue my interest? And if, then it, if it doesn't work out, then it just didn't work out. So I packed all my shit and I headed to New York. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up and watching all these movies, uh, I'm assuming that there were you know like mostly like hollywood movies and things exported from america and probably europe so all the characters were probably white yeah. so how do you you know as a little boy again or as a young man think there's a place for me in that world even if i can't see it right now yeah going back as as like uh, as i started just as, as a spectator as a fan of the craft uh one of the things i would watch over and over and over again is uh, James Lipton's act Inside the Actor's Studio. I believe I've watched every <laughs> episode in, in that show. And uh, one that I memorized for, from heart is Benicio del Toro's interview. And it was really interesting to see a Puerto Rican like me who grew up in the same environment as I did, playing with chickens and climbing trees and and getting rocks thrown at him and throwing his own rocks at people, you know, getting dirty in the, in the, in the ground and, you know, island living. He, he said something that I really identify with, uh, and it was um, in his farm, in his family farm where he used to play, he would have a lot of time by himself, and that would nurture his imagination. And that was exactly the same as, as it was with me. I, I'm the youngest of three siblings, and I have two older sisters, so I spent a lot of time with myself. I, I was never a guy that, a, a kid that would uh, play video games and, and, and stuff. I would watch a lot of TV because I love movies, but I wouldn't uh, devote all my free time to be in front of a screen. I, I liked, I enjoy being outside and creating. And I think that that was the start of, of everything else, just allowing my imagination to run free and build this, this worlds and use a broomstick as my 
sword or my javelin or my walking stick and constructing these stories in my own head and playing them out. That's where the joy of all this began. And when he said that he came from the same school of thought, I, I found a connection. And obviously I found an aspiration because uh, you ask any Puerto Rican actor who who you want to you know, look up to, and right now it's going to be him. He's like, um, he's, he's gone further than mostly anyone else. He's also really incredible. So you, you're in New York and you go to the uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts and also Stella Adler. So what kinds of characters were you playing in the uh, shows in school? Well, Stella Adler, I only did a summer... Um, on camera program uh it, it wasn't like a the conservatory life that i that i experienced in uh, the american academy but in the american academy i i was given <laughs> i was given everything that they could offer and uh one of my issues with the program was that they they had a repertory of of, of characters and plays that they knew beforehand that were going to be uh, produced. So I was given uh, American plays, very American characters. I would get uh, leading roles, leading men or supporting roles, but always depicting something that uh, was very far from what I am. It was definitely a challenge um, trying to fit sort of a, a type that I'm not related to at all. So they were asking you to assimilate, basically, and just forget about anything that had to do with your identity to play just like a, a gringo. Definitely. And, and, and that uh, w the worst part of it was that uh, at the time, I was getting a lot of heat for uh, my speech. Uh, I remember uh, one of the teachers told me that if I didn't get rid of my accent, I was never going to act. I was never going to work in American theater which was bullshit because as soon as I left that first year, I, I got cast as a Latino. And I, I, I think that opened my eyes a lot to what the industry is and what the industry um, some people think could be or should be. Um, I definitely took it a, as a harsh pseudo-racial attack on, on my identity, but I... I I, I constructed from it. I didn't let it stop me at all. Do you feel then that going to this academy was in any way important for you? Like, would you go back? If you could do it again, would you go and study there again? Not to that particular place. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If, no, I, I don't have any, any anything uh, to, you know, I, I don't have anything against the place at all. Like, I, I created relationships there that have lasted for for years you know um, some of my closest friends I met there I met my wife there um, it's it, it was definitely a place that I learned from I, I learned a lot about myself and I think what I learned most was to never doubt myself or second-guess myself when I have an instinct you know I had a gut feeling that uh, three or four months into the program, it wasn't for me. So I should have called it right there and there and moved on to uh, a program that will fit fit me better. Um, but having that said, I believe and I, I think this could be uh, relatable to any to a lot of other actors in the city. 
I've learned more about the craft and more about acting just by being a citizen and just riding the subway and talking to people and learning about them and learning the story and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with strangers mostly uh, that you learn about the human condition and you learn about what being a human being is all about and that's what you want to embody when you're on stage. Being in four close walls can only get you that far you know you can train physically you can train your body and your voice and your breath to do some stuff which is great and necessary for your technique but when it comes to being human there's nothing like just being the real thing and just going out there and trying it out so based on what you just said about you know going for your instincts how does instinct help you build a character that you're playing blind spot well, that, that's very, it, it was very challenging, mostly because uh, the character Ramon Garcia is Latino and I can relate, but he's an immigrant. And being Puerto Rican, um, I'm not really an immigrant, although I am in some aspects. So that, that contradiction um, really got me into a place where I needed to use what I do have relatable to the character to my advantage, but not limit myself to other possibilities within the character. Definitely his relationship with his parents uh, is something that I drawn upon. He went away for, for war. I, uh, I left home four years ago. And uh, although I have a great relationship with my parents personally, it's not the same as living under the same roof. You know, you live your life out here uh, you're busy all the time. New York never stops. So it's not like you talk to them all the time. So that disconnection of being by myself and not being in the same life that I used to be just four years ago was, was I think, the main focal point to build uh, the character I'm playing right now. What was it like to enter a company that's so established? I mean, it's, it's repertorio. It's like a family. And you're the, you know, the new guy coming into the repertorio, how was that process of assimilation as well? Like, very nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like I said, I, I've seen most of the people in, in 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 the ensemble. I've seen them on stage and stuff before, and I saw Sulema in, in La Canción, and she was incredible. She's a powerhouse of an actress and and she really is uh, what an actor should be in terms of commitment and craft and knowledge of, of of what an actor should do to prepare and to do the role uh, the same s stuff i said about sandor is true to to every uh, to alfonso and to gerardo Udinho and, and it, they are the core company of the company they've been here for forever so they know each other so well and they've worked with each other for so long me being a new guy and suddenly being given uh, the main role in this new play it's it, it was it, it was intimidating but i embraced it as um something that i am grateful that it happened and i wouldn't have i wouldn't have chosen in any other way because that the same pressure i feel i still feel we've only had four shows mm -hmm. Um, going in with them, uh, it gives me confidence that they are so welcoming and they are so open to help me out and to really give me the confidence of, of trusting myself and trusting in them. I remember after opening, uh, which was led by a lot of adrenaline, we had a great opening, thankfully, because we, we, we really rode on the hype and the adrenaline of that first day. 
uh, we were happy with the result and Alfonso uh, Rey, uh, the actor playing my dad, said something that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. And he said, we're with you. If you see a small hole, jump. And we all jump with you. In other words, he told me, if I have a gut feeling that I sh the play should go one way, don't think about it and just jump and they'll support me. And they'll just go with me because we're, we're a team, we're a family. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so far, you know, as a Latino actor in, in, in America, being Latino has been part of the characters you played. It's been part of their identity because I also saw that you played uh, Desi Arnaz in a show. Yeah. And I even saw in one of your other credits uh, where you did that Bachelorette show, your character <laughs> was called Lencho. Yeah. So it's like, you know, because of the way you look and because of your heritage and because of your accent, it's like you can't disconnect, you know, the Latino element. Mm. But as an actor who wants to make it in, in America, do you dream of getting to play a character at some point where being Latino is not who the character is? That's not, you know, that's not what the character is about. Or do you feel a sort of responsibility to play Latinos and, you know, like making the Latino element the an essential part of who the character is? I think both, a little bit of both. I definitely, um, as an actor, you, you want uh, to be given uh, a challenge to explore stuff uh, outside your comfort zone. Um, so, yeah, I would love to the opportunity to play something that, I, first of all, that I could play um, physically, but that would um, go outside the barriers of just being Hisp Hispanic or Latino, maybe Italian or Middle Eastern. Well, definitely, it's, it's definitely on my scope of things that I want to do, just to challenge myself to go some somewhat further. But at the same time, I do feel sort of a responsibility to myself and uh, to those who have come before me and those that are going to come after to to represent the Hispanic community and the Latino community in a way that um, it's starting to change but it's still depicted in, in a very narrow form. The industry is slowly starting to open its eyes to broader audiences and recognizing that Hispanics and Latinos make up uh, a great majority of of consumers of TV and 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 theater and 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 film. So slowly but surely, um, the characters that you will stereotypically see Latino actors playing are are winding down to more normal, atypical people. And in, in in these projects, um, you have people like um, the late Raúl Julia. Um, you have people like the same Benicio del Toro, or you have uh, even Diego Luna in, in, in the new Star Wars. Um, it's starting to change where you don't see a Latino being the thug or being the bad guy or being something stereotypical. You're starting to see more and more Latino actors being given more importance and uh, relevant roles. In the projects and I definitely want to be part of that I want to contribute to to be seen and and be offered an opportunities to to be outside of the spectrum of what's used to you know I saw on your resume that you can sing so did it, you 
Is that is that accurate? <laughs> well, my father-in-law is also an actor in Poland. And to tell you a quick funny story, he had in his resume that he could ride a horse. Oh. And then he got cast in this period film where he needed to uh, ride a horse and he fell off and broke his arm. Wow. Um, it's kind of the same analogy with me and singing. <laughs> <laughs> I have it there because, uh, you know... It should be there. I, I think I can carry a tune, but I'm definitely not a singer. More, okay. more of like a, a background baritone vocals. Okay, so I should not ask you about your trim musical roles then. No. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't tell you a funny story about auditioning for Hamilton though. Oh, please, please do. Yes, I, <laughs> I, 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 I sang some um, reggaeton from the island. Wow. And they thought that was awesome. And, but then they asked me to actually sing what they asked me to prepare, which was uh, rapping for uh, musical rap is not the same as rap rap. Um, you actually have to sing. So halfway through, they were like, thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's, mu musicals are not in my in my area of, of things that I'm going to do. Okay, so, so I should not probably also ask about your resume also says wood chopping and I was like oh yeah definitely how does that come into when do you use that like what place have you used wood chopping in well uh, last uh, winter I went to Poland with my wife for the first time to visit her father and they use wood for the chimney for the fireplace and I learned how to wood chop I never <laughs> wood chop like a piece of wood like that split in two and I'm like well this is a new skill that I, I just learned you never know when you might you know be auditioned for a, a Viking ship or something <laughs> movie that I, you know you need to split a wood in half. So why not? Let's just put it in there too. <laughs> I want to go back to to Blind Spot and the the play is so timely. I mean, it couldn't arrive at a better time, especially with what's going on in America right now. Can you talk a little bit about that timeliness and how it is to play to be in a show that that speaks to today in mm -hmm. such a strong way? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel very proud and, and connected with with that um, with 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 the purpose of of what we're doing right now with this play. It couldn't couldn't have come in a better time. We're living in under circumstances in America where uh, it can be more relevant. Uh, Every day, young men, young illegal men, are offered to be part of this country and. Um, changed their lives circumstances just by swearing arms to 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 the military and um, it's you know it's really rewarding when you finish the show like it happened I think it was the second time we did it and uh, there was a family of about six mostly women outside Uh, just waiting for us because they wanted to speak to us and they told us their story and they told us how their sons and brothers uh, were in the military right now because of that promise and for you to see it firsthand and see how relatable this is to the families of the afflicted it's uh it's it, it reminds you brings you back why you're doing this in the first place You know, it's uh, it's it's privilege to embody these types of story when when 
when they approach you firsthand and they say uh, how relatable or how similar or even how different their circumstances and their lives are to what you just did on stage. But uh, the feeling of gratitude from them and you reciprocate it back, you feel gratitude back um, just for being able to take part in in their story. We, we have a huge responsibility as performers to turn the mirror to humanity like hmm. Shakespeare says and let it reflect on them. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a completely awesome experience and I only hope that we can touch more lives as the show goes on. And now that you're officially Parte de la familia repertorio. Do you see more repertorio in your future? Do you wish more repertorio in your future? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hopefully. I, I've, I've found this place to be a home. Everybody is just 120% supportive uh, with everything you do. They help you. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's that it's part of that um, Latino, Hispanic embrace and warmth where no man is left behind nobody is uh cast aside you know uh the 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 openness and, and the gentleness of everybody in the building starting with uh, the head director to the, your fellow actors to the technical group even to the maintenance uh crew that keeps the place uptight it's uh it's it's enormous you feel it as soon as you walk in Uh, the doors that this is a home and the their intentions are purely you know gentile and and good it's it's a really benign place and i only hope that for years to come i can still you know be part of the family and and on more projects or you know go back and take on all the roles that people are left but yeah definitely uh, i want to keep make this a home Cool, I'm glad I'm glad you found home then and thank you for joining us Pedro and mucha mierda. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Maximum Theater and Performance Podcast. If you have questions, comments or opinions that are different from our own, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Maximu, Repertorio Español at Repertorio NYC, and I am at Jose Solís Mayen. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have merch You can buy coffee mugs, tote bags, and stickers with your favorite Maximuisms. You can get to the store via Maximu.com. All proceeds go to helping the podcast improve our sound quality. Thank you.